Thank you for joining me for the podcast. I am Rick Thomas. You are listening to Your Daily Drive. If you would like to chat with me and my team, you can do that. Go to rickthomas.net, get on our forums and ask your questions, and it would be a privilege to come alongside you and answer whatever question you may have. If you are not a supporting member of our site, we have a free public forum. There is not a catch, and that's for real. There's not a catch. You're welcome to ask your question. It won't cost you anything, but a little bit of time to ask, and we will respond to you. If you are a supporting member, please go to the direct to Rick part of the forum, and you can ask your question, and that will get it right to me and to my team, and we will get back with you quickly, promptly, and we want to serve you. In this podcast, I want to talk about friendship, how to develop and enjoy wonderful relationships with another person. If you want to read this podcast, it's really short. It's an article on our website, and the title of the podcast and the article is 10 Ways to Find, Develop, and enjoy wonderful friends. I would love for you to read the article. This would be a wonderful discussion topic with your small group. It would also be great just to talk with your friend about this and what you both are looking for in your relationship. Perhaps you just met someone and you want to move to the deep waters of relationship, well, this could be a wonderful guide. And so however you would like to use it, please share our resources with others. And sometimes folks use our content to teach a Sunday school class, a leadership development class, a life application class, whatever the classes may be at your local church. And you're welcome to do that as well. We'd love to see our resources being used we want to get them in your hands, and we want to impact people that we will never see, but we can impact them through you if you use our resources. So thank you so much. Ten ways to find, develop, and enjoy wonderful friends. To have a biblical friend is to be wealthy. Do you want to be rich? I do. Well, in this podcast, I am going to provide you 10 sequential steps to help you find and sustain good friends. The best friends that you could ever have are those who are genuinely heavenly minded. Those are the people that you want to surround yourself with. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, that bad company or bad companions corrupt good morals. Well, the opposite of that is true as well. If you surround yourself with good companions, heavenly-minded individuals, well, you'll be in a good place. You have surrounded yourself with some wonderful people, and those people will be heavenly-minded. They know this world is not their home, and they are not driving their stakes down as though this terrestrial ball is all that matters. Now, don't misunderstand these friends are not disconnected from the realities of this life because they're always seeking to connect with others so they can show their friends a better way to enjoy life as they wait, await their new life with Christ. And so they're not so heavily minded that they're not any earthly good. No, they live in the parallel. 
They are functional and practical and biblical in this world, but they are definitely, they have their eye. Like those in Hebrews 11, they had their eye on a city like Abraham. In Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 and 10, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Now that's wisdom speaking there. And so let's work through these 10 sequential steps. Now, if you don't have a a solid biblical friend, and I'm talking about a reciprocating relationship. I was talking to a business leader just yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I do business coaching with business owners, and I was talking to this gentleman. He lives out west, and we're talking about the the loneliness of of leadership, and we talked about reciprocal relationships. And with leaders particularly, most of our relationships are giving, providing. Counselors are like this as well. Pastors are this way too. And so while you always want to serve the multitudes, you want to make sure that you surround yourself with with reciprocal relationships, people who are speaking into your life, not just you giving all the time. This is the kind of relationship that I'm speaking of here. So here are the 10 sequential steps to get to that kind of community, even if it's just you and another person. That is a community. God willing, it can grow into two, three, four, five people, and you would be filthy rich at that point. Number one, pray. The first thing to do is make your request known to God. Tell him about your desire for a friend. Express to him your need for customized soul care. Let him know that Let him know what he already knows about you, that you need help from others. We always want to begin there on our knees, whether you're standing up or in your closet or laying down, walking about around your cul-de-sac, but pray, however you pray, pray and ask God, tell him what he already knows. Number two, expect. If you pray, if you ask, if you petition the Lord, then the next thing is always expect. Look out over the horizon. God is going to act on your prayers one way or the other. And your request to God is not a one-time prayer. Petition the Lord every day and throughout your day. As you think about it, ask God to bring people into your life who are willing to love you well. He will do this for you. Number one, pray. Number two, expect God to answer your prayers. Number three, look. If you regularly pray this way and expect God to come through for you, start looking for your new friends. You will find them. God will put you in front of people who have a similar burden and passion as you. Number three, look. Number four, agree. Let the person that you just met know what you are looking for and how you want to do life together. See if the individual has a similar passion as you. Some people won't want what you have. They will not want that kind of in-depth relationship. That's fine. That just puts them on another level with you. It's not going to be a person that 
is going to get up in your business and know your deepest and darkest secrets because it's not a reciprocal relationship. And so as you began to walk out into these deeper waters, let them know what you're looking for. See if the individual has that similar passion. There are many Christians in our churches looking for this kind of biblical friendship, but they are afraid to take the initiative. And this is where you're going to have to lead slowly, maybe tentatively, incrementally, begin to break into this conversation and see if you can agree. Number one, pray. Number two, expect God to answer your prayers. Number three, look. Number four, agree with this person. Number five, discern. You will quickly know if you have an authentic person on the line. Listen to how they talk about themselves. Are they willing to talk less about the weather or their favorite sports team and more about God? In Proverbs 27, 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. You want that person who is wanting to reveal themselves, disclose themselves, and you want them to speak into your life, to be biblically intrusive, appropriately into your life. So discern this. Point number five, discern this. Is this the kind of person you have on the line? Number six, mutual. Do they have a genuine interest in you? Many times, what people are interested in doing is talking about themselves. And I understand that. People want to be heard. They want to be understood. They want people to listen. You're not looking for a counselee whose only interest is sharing their problems. You want a friend, a partner, a biblical partner, a person who is willing to come alongside you. There has to be give and take. There has to be reciprocality. They talk about themselves. They share themselves. They're being transparent. You, you do want that. But it can't be all about them. It must be partly about you, too. Number six is mutual. Is there a common mutuality, give and take in the sharing? Number seven, create. Now, if you have this person, then what you want to do is you want to set up several contexts for care. Start a small group. If you found enough of these type of friends, now that small group could be two people. It could just be you and another individual. But as I was saying earlier, if you can get three, four, five Oh, my word, how fantastic would that be? But if it's only one, meet for coffee. Begin building a relationship. Your small talk will lead to in-depth conversations. I don't have a problem with small talk. I know some people deride small talk, but small talk for me is, a, is an introduction to the individual. It, it begins to let me know where they want to go. Do they want to keep it at small talk? And I have friends who just want to do small talk, and that's fine. I know who they are, and I know where they fit within my life. But then I have others who begin with small talk, and but I see more for, from them. They want to go beyond that. And so there's not a problem with small talk. It will give you a good clue as to the kind of person that you're talking with. Some will stay there forever. That's who they are. Others may stay there for a while, and you begin to lead them into more in-depth conversations, and then there will be others who are ready to go. Let's get deep. And so create number seven. Number eight, share. 
Lead by letting others into the secret places of your life. Be appropriate, but lead them with your humble and transparent example. If you want them to be open, honest, and transparent, demonstrate to them how to be that kind of friend by your self-disclosure. Now, you want to be incremental about this, but you do want to be honest, open, transparent. You want to be biblically appropriate, but you want to incrementally wade out into those waters you must share, and it's on you. You lead by sharing. There are a lot of people who sit back and say that people don't want to go deep, but they don't lead those conversations. And if you wait for someone else well, it would be the exceptional bird that's going to fly along into your life and, and they lead you into the deeper waters. And so what about if you turn the tables and you lead them? Number eight, share. Number nine, care. As they begin to open up to you, give them your care. Let your friends experience your attention, your wisdom, your friendship. You do for them what you want your friends to do to you. You bring biblical care to them. Number 10, persevere. These relationships should be long-term, sincere, and intentional. But be warned, if they are long-term, sincere, and intentional, you're going to sin against each other. Mistakes are going to happen. On your best day, we are fallen people living in a fallen world among other fallen individuals. You're going to sin against each other, but that is not a showstopper. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be major discouragement because we have an answer. The only people on the planet that can change, that can repent, are Christians. And so each time that you sin against each other, you will forgive each other. And guess what? When you do offend each other, you will forgive. You will forgive each other and you will forge the relationship, because iron sharpens iron. Here's your call to action. It's quite simple. What do you need to do to begin building genuine, intentional, and biblical relationships? Number one, pray. Number two, expect. Three, look. Four, agree. Five, discern. Six, be mutual. Seven, create. Eight, share. Nine, care. Ten, persevere. Thanks for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.